Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw. And before we begin, I have a couple of quick announcements I want to make. First, I would like to thank Victoria Rogers of the Broadswords Podcast and Greg Tito for helping to set up all of Podcasts of Foes. We really appreciate this amazing opportunity. Lastly, before we begin the session, we wanted to post up the promo for the Broadswords Podcast. So before we begin, here are the Broadswords. Rashomon, a land where spirits roam and witches rule. Three women are embroiled in a divine plot, and it is up to them to uncover why. Join the adventures of the Broadswords at thebroadswords.com. And now, on to the show. Be sure to check out our bloopers at the end of the episode. This entire thing was a blast to make. Anyway, with me are the following players. Lastly, we just wanted to thank again Victoria Rogers of the Broadswords Podcast and Greg Tito for helping to set all of this up and giving us this amazing opportunity. Anyway, without further ado, with me are the following players. Hi, this is Bethany. I'm playing Haravari, who is an Aladrin ranger rogue fighter <laughs> she comes from a noble family in the Feywild, but she has decided to embrace her wanderlust and venture forth to other planes using her skills to solve problems with her compatriots hey everybody this is rachel i'll be playing nyx the gnome undying light warlock she is a little bit of a tinkerer a little bit of a show-off and likes uh chaos and shiny things Hi, I'm Adam. I will be playing Rickus, the half-elf stone sorcerer. He is a bit of a straightforward, kind of your classical knight sort of guy. He definitely wants to take his problems head-on and just beat it. Hey, I'm Nick, and I'm playing Emerald, a Firbolg life cleric. He's very protective of his family, friends, and allies, and kind of a quiet, but somehow still adventurous sort. I'm Chris. I will be playing the character of Chet Cheddington, a human bro fighter. While wizards may prepare their spells for the day, Chet instead prepares his hair. Some say he has an entire bag of holding dedicated to hair products. So, this brings up an excellent transition then. Why don't you describe what everyone looks like? Haravari is a spring Aladrin, so she currently has a lot of those sort of spring tones. She has sort of golden colored hair at the moment, but it's starting to turn a little bit red, almost as if she's shifting to another season. She's kind of a standard sized elf, you know. She's the ranger. She's fit, but not muscular. So she's like, you know, five feet tall, weighs like 90 pounds. She's relatively young, but has some experience behind her. And for clothing, she just wears her studded leather armor and a rather nice cloak, which seems to change in appearance from time to time. She really would like to constantly be wielding her two short swords, but she's realized that often the party needs a little bit of support from behind, so she typically has her bow in hand ready to take on enemies from a distance. Nyx is a, a tiny little rock gnome, all of a whopping three foot one inches. She's pretty young in her mid-twenties. Pretty small gnome, typical size build and everything. She has kind of like brownish eyes, tannish skin, because she's outside a lot. And her hair is kind of like a dirty blonde, but she keeps it pulled up in like these ridiculous little pigtail things. She usually wears obnoxiously colored clothes, usually in the yellows and oranges if she can find them. The flashier, the better. She loves like gaudy costume jewelry and anything that's shiny and 
you know, annoying. She uses a rapier as her, her main weapon. So Arcus is about 5'11", so he's pretty tall for a half-elf. He weighs about 173 pounds, has kind of medium to like lighter looking muscular build. Tan skin, dark brown hair that's super shaggy all the time, silver eyes, and in terms of what he wears most of the time, it's just generally like long shirt. Yeah, and in terms of weapon, he carries around his war pick and shield at all times. Emerald's a furbolg, so has some features that might resemble a giant, but some also that would represent uh, someone more of the fey persuasion. Fairly imposing build, 7 foot 9, 280 pounds, covered in some thin gray fur, although most of that's covered by the chainmail armor that he's wearing. Scruffy brown hair with a beard. Some facial features that are a bit goofy, a, a, a little a little happy-go-lucky seeming. Might be disarming, despite the build. In terms of what he carries with him, he has a shield as well. He also carries his staff of healing and a hand axe as a sidearm. So Chet is a human male. Uh, he's about six feet tall, 180 pounds. He's a fairly muscular build being a fighter. He has blue eyes with blonde hair, and it is absolutely fantastic hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Totally the envy of everyone. So for his weapons, he carries a longsword, which is actually a uh, sword of life-stealing. Might help explain some of his youthful vigor, just gets it from <laughs> slaying enemies. Also, he carries around a shield, a plus one, so it is a very exquisite shield that, of course, has his family's sigil on it, which is, of course. being in the diamond trade, He it's a shape of a, a diamond with basically a thumbs up emblazoned on one of the facets of it. That is what he carries into battle. So for armor, Chet wears uh, some splint mail. He used to have chain mail, but he decided that he was due for an upgrade. All right, let's begin. So, you, the Justice crew, find yourselves walking along the mountain paths of the, the Kingdom of Solana, the Kingdom of the High Elves, and having just recently received a letter from Drusilia requesting your aid in the nearby town of Aliabel. The only thing on the notes that was written was that there's an emergency that's occurring, and they require the aid of powerful individuals. Having heard that you were in the area, they requested your presence as swiftly as possible. Also on the note was a small seal from what seemed to be a high elven noble family. Would we have had a chance to try to figure out if we recognize it or know what it is? Everyone can roll a history check. Twelve. Four. Seven. Three. Twelve. Hey, oh. we are so smart. We are slightly smarter I'm than the with the average. negative two, and I heralded the highest with Bethany. So, Chet, you recognize that this is definitely a noble family. <sighs> <laughs> Hera and Rickus, you both recognize that it is definitely a high elven noble family. You know the name Othronus, but beyond that, you don't know anything else about the noble family. Okay. I will share that with the group, that the name Othronus is some sort of high elven noble family that's associated with this seal, but Agreed. I don't know anything about them, so I guess we'll find out when we get there. They're probably very lovely. I can't wait to meet them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they want justice, and that's what we're all about, more or less. And they're willing to pay, which means we can buy more clothes. 
So they did offer a reward. Okay. Uh, like, I, was I, hope sure the, I, reward. I hope the reward is money. <laughs> Well, it know, could be it could be shiny shiny earrings too. I like earrings. Yeah, but it could be like that time we just got rewarded with goat jerky. That was delicious goat jerky. I think it's the best I've ever had. I did indeed like eating the goat jerky. See? Yes, but money is better because then you can buy as much goat jerky as you want, right? Yeah, no, yeah, because yeah. the money runs out once you buy the goat jerky, so it's also finite. What if they offered you a goat? <gasps> I would name it Daisy, and I would brush it and put a bow on it, and I would probably be able to ride it if it's a big goat. Or is it okay, I think we have a team discussion. Do we allow pet goats? Because I feel like this might come up. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. Chet, please tell her I can have a goat. Sorry, little bro. Goats tend to eat my hair products. <laughs> what if What if Daisy doesn't touch your hair products? Maybe. Yes. Okay, so we're going to have to make a decision once we find said mythical goat. Daisy. Daisy. Sorry, Daisy. Okay. Emerald, other- do you care either way? Whatever makes anyone, everyone the most happy. Do you like goats? I have some affinity with them. They they make great they make for great conversation. Yeah, I mostly have just like hunted wild goats for food. <laughs> for food, it's very sustainable, and it's not like they're pet goats. They're just like wild goats. You don't know that they weren't somebody's pet. Maybe maybe it was a pet and it got loose. I had a lizard get loose once. Well, it wasn't actually a pet. I just picked it up and said it was mine, and then it got loose. <laughs> Okay, well, I think we struggled with what the definition of a pet is. That might be a problem we have going forward. It had a name. The lizard? Yes. It was Rob, the lizard. Right, of course. Sorry, I'm sure you've told me about Rob, and I assumed it was a person. I mean- This makes a lot more sense now. He was a great conversationalist. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember your long talks with Rob, and I assumed he was, like, you know, sentient, but that's my my mistake. Sorry. <laughs> I'm assuming you're all having this conversation yeah. as you're walking like on along the, road. the mountain. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, this is so, a typical Justice Crew conversation, I assume. Yeah. So as you're walking along the mountain pass, you find a one road that forks off deeper into the mountains uh, towards a cavern you see off into the distance. And kind of standing at this junction, you see a high elven woman, short black hair, and looking a little harried and very tired. And she's just kind of like chewing on her thumbnail and tapping her foot rapidly as she stares at the ground. Hi, how are you? I'll uh, wave. Uh, um, uh, uh, hello, are you... You're the Justice Crew, correct? We In- are! Flex. <laughs> you see her immediately kind of like stop chewing on her nail and she, she puts a hand through her hair, seems to also cast a quick spell on her. Her clothes get a little cleaner. And she's like, <clears throat> um, my sincerest apologies. I am Drusilia Othronos. It is a pleasure to meet you all. I'm glad you made good time getting here, and I, I apologize. I do not know all of your names. I simply knew you as the Justice Crew. Your your reputation is spreading. Yes, we are the Justice Crew. I am Chet Chettington, fighter extraordinaire. We have come at your summit. Those who who use names um, often call me Emerald. Uh, pleased to meet you, uh, and I do a, a little bow. Hi, I'm Nix, and Nick, you know, she'll walk up and actually extend a hand as well as not not so subtly try to like stroke the bottom of her dress to see what texture it is. <laughs> when you offer your hand, she kind of offers it to you, but palm down initially, and you see some elegant rings on her finger. And as soon as you go to touch her dress, she kind of backs away a little bit, but it's a very fine material. It's much more worn than you would think. Material is definitely something a noble would wear. It's not as taken care of as a normal noble would. Okay. 
not even noticing the hand down, she'll just reach up, you know, because she's small, and, mm-hmm. and grab it awkwardly and shake it instead of, like, up and down, like, side to side. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking it's a high elf thing. She kind of takes her hand back a little as soon as you do that, and you know that gesture where you kind of, like, brush your fingers a little bit, like you just touch something gross. weird or gross? <laughs> Vaguely distasteful. Yes. <laughs> Basically that. Pleasure. Rick is some lady at your service. I'm a knight. That's what I do. Charm. And then I will, I will I'll take her hand and kiss it. You'll kind of hear slightly uh, her whisper in Elvin. Ah, one with manners. Excellent. Hi, I'm Hera Vari. I promise I'm not going to touch you in any way. Thank you all for your summons. If you'll follow me, I can fill you in along the way. Are we getting a goat? Yes. We don't. Hey, ignore her for a second. What exactly is the situation? Come, come. We should hurry. We'll talk um, about the goat She starts later. to. She starts to head down the path. You see the path that she's walking on kind of curves deeper into the mountains and towards this cave. And it seems like she's leading you in that direction. What time of day is it? It's morning. Okay. And can I try to sleight of hand touch her dress again? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I want to feel it. Uh, with Tony, with the caveat, I was going to say, Hera is going to keep an eye on Nyx. Behave <laughs> <laughs> yourself, like child. Hera, like roll perception. Nyx, roll sleight of hand. 23. <laughs> this has happened you before. You clearly, clearly see her go and like softly stroke no, I the will, dress. I will try to slap her hand away as she's reaching out. <laughs> Roll contesting decks. Right, okay. 20. 18. Yes. <laughs> so she does get to feel the dress briefly before your hand quickly <laughs> smacks it away. I'll be like, not again. <laughs> I just want to know what it is. It's too nice. Do you remember what happened last time? Yeah, but it was only two days in jail. It was three. You just forgot one of them. Uh, Leave her alone. Leave her alone. (laughs) We need to find out what the job is, and then you'll get your goat. (gasps) Yes! While they're having this conversation, Rickus is just, like, walking beside beside the lady and just trying to talk to her and get the situation. All of you noticed her (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at all of your passive perceptions really quick. I'm like, oh, yeah, yep, you all noticed. Quick question. Did the lady notice it? Her <laughs> passive perception of 10. Yes. No. Oh, score! <laughs> Our shenanigans are hidden for the day. As you guys are, are whispering this to each other, Jusilia is walking ahead and just explains, well, okay, I couldn't tell you everything that was going on. Aliabel is a bit of a research area. We have been studying planar travel in the different planes of existence ever since the Cataclysm. And people who live there are those who help on the experiments and their families. We have, of course, you know, simple housings, but I will explain this briefly. We can open portals to other planes, and we have been exploring them and trying to make sure nothing like what happened with the Cataclysm ever happens again. And every time we've opened a portal, it remains open for one minute uh, before it closes. And we wait some time before we reopen the portal to allow our uh, explorers to return. So at this point, you see uh, Rickus's eyes kind of glaze over because there's just a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick perks up a lot at the, the mention of portals and planes. Chet might be a little disconcerted just because of his previous experiences with uh, fighting dimensional travelers. Hera would step up and say, this portal's to another plane? Yes, we... 
we can open different portals to different planes, and we've been exploring some of them. And like I said, they, they have remained open for one minute, and then it closes, and after the designated amount of time that we give our explorers, we reopen the portal to allow them a chance to come back, and it has been working fine thus far. We have met some interesting races, some friendly, others not, but it's all been working out fine until just the other day when the portal didn't close. I've seen this before. It does not end well. No. Fortunately, we have sealed the facility, but um, there are still some people trapped inside, and we were hoping for your help in rescuing them and assisting us in sealing this portal. It sounds like something that is within our wheelhouse. I've fought extra-dimensional beings before. We can do it again. How long have they been trapped there? About three days now. Well, then we're really short on time, because anything could have happened in any amount of time, especially depending on what plane they went to. Do you know? Well, uh, we believe it's one of the lower planes. One of the lower planes. My favorite planes. Great. I I wasn't in the room when the experiment was occurring. That would have been uh, Lorilla, our head of our uh, invention division. So were they given any supplies, or have they been having to fend for themselves for the past three days? We don't know. What do you- As I said, we sealed off the facility, and they there's plenty of, of food in the facility itself, but they could have easily held up in, in there, but it's hard to send people down because many of them either don't come back or come back very injured, saying there are fiends down there. It's the lower plains. They're fiends. not vacation spots. This was supposed oh. to simply be an exploration, and to be honest, this is our first time Checking out this particular portal. Is there a healer among them? No. How many are we looking for? There's a dozen unaccounted for. Who would have more information as to who went through and what their supplies and situation might be? Well, honestly, does that matter? It seems like the direct approach is we go, we find out, we come back with whoever has survived. And we smash, right? Yes, yes, we smash. It's what we do. For justice. I agree. We should we should hurry to their aid. For justice! Was there a gnome with them? Do you know? Do you know if there was a gnome? Um, Does it matter if there was a gnome? Not with yes. them, but Lorilla is a gnome. Oh, that's not who I'm looking for. I'm looking for a pop car, Pops Sterling. That's my dad. He was doing some stuff on planar stuff, so he might have been here. He wasn't with us, not as far as I'm aware. And I've pretty much been with the project since the beginning. But maybe Lorilla knows more. I'm taking you to meet her so she can open up the... The, the facility to you so you can get inside. She sounds great. Hera, All you right. seem to know stuff about lower planes. Real quick. Is it, are they dark? So, you know how people talk about, like, devils and demons? You know, fiendish creatures? Sure. Yeah, sure that's, their, that's their home. Okay. So we're going to so, go raid their home and find our people and then shut the door. Essentially, that's the plan we have right now. As you're saying it to me, it sounds bad. But sounds like it's Saturday afternoon to me. We really don't have a better plan right now. So I'll walk over and put my hand on top of Nick's head. You forgot about the smashing. Well, that's implied. That's always implied. Yeah, so, that's literally our MO for everything. <laughs> it's it's like our tagline that we don't have to say. So once we rescue these people, do we have any idea how to close the portal? I do not know, but there must be something on the other side of the portal 
that's keeping it open. Like a lever. Maybe. It wouldn't be very far from the portal itself. Uh, Based off the few arcane spells I can cast, it'd be something nearby. But I don't know what it would look like. We've never... Okay. So we're able to go to the other planes because of a powerful item that is referred to as the cubic gate. And it has specific planes that it can go to. Six, to be exact. And we've been slowly exploring them. And when we hit the the button for this plane, it just didn't close. And we had our emergency evacuate go off. And we sealed everything as soon as we got as many people out as we could. But There's a box with a button. You push the button, the door opens. You go through the door. And then you push the button and the door closes. Well, the door stays open for one minute. We don't even need to push the button. We've tried pushing the button since it's remained open for longer than a minute, but it's still open. I'm sold. All right. I think, Drusilia, we're in. On one condition. Can I try to push a button when we get there? Of the cube? Yeah. I mean, if it helps to close the gate. No, that that's not why she's asking. She just likes to push buttons. Shh, don't tell her that. I gotta be upfront. She's worried I, and stressed. I only push them with good intention intentions though. Roll persuasion. A twenty-two? Jesus. <laughs> wow. I mean, I suppose that would be fine. We'll just instruct you on which one not to push. Okay. I'm good at following directions. I used to follow directions in my dad's workshop all the time. Good. Um we're, we're almost there, and she kind of gestures up, and as you ca- are coming around a bend in the road, you do see ahead some uh, small stone buildings that have been constructed, and a much larger uh, stone building that's built into the mountain wall itself. Slowly approaching, you do notice several people, some out milling about. You hear, coming from one of the larger stone buildings, uh, sounds of conversation. There's not a lot of people here, but everything feels like it's on high alert. There's a lot of tension here around. She begins to lead you through the town as you approach the larger building that's actually built into the mountain wall. And standing directly outside is a small gnomish woman, red hair that is tied back into a bun, as she seems to be working on what looks like a very large ballista that is pointed directly at what appears to be solid wall. Like solid stone wall? Yes. As you approach... She looks up and you notice uh, immediately, like, she's sweating heavily and you see some very large goggles on her head that make her large eyes look even bigger as she stares at all of you really quickly and, you know, puts her tools down, stands up and takes the goggles off and comes closer. Lorilla Levity Lignal. Pleasure to meet you. So you're here to help? Yeah, yeah. And they said I could push a button. They said there's a button you can't push, though. Yeah, cannot. I won't push that button. I'll push the other button. So you, you're Larilla. Yeah, Larilla Levity Ligginhall. Can we, can we just call you? Can we call you Larilla? <laughs> Fine. So are you in um, charge so, of the portal project? Oh, I'm one of the inventors that helps to create the different machines that you might see around when it's in the library that actually helps to defend us from everything that comes through the portal. And do you manage the cubic gate? Uh, to a certain degree. I built a special container to house it that was actually supposed to, uh, you know, with magic and with some mechanics, help to seal it, but... It's not working. Is that a problem with the machinery or the magic? There's nothing wrong with the machinery. 
Okay, there might be something wrong with the machinery. I don't know. I didn't have a chance to finish it because I don't fully understand how the cubic gate works because I'm not a very high wizard, but I built this. And she points, and now that you have a closer look, the large ballista that you see there seems to be made of some sort of oak, and it has a large dragon's head where it fires the lances from a long, coiled rope hanging from beside and several gears that seem like it may be able to reload itself. Ooh. Whoa. Nix yeah, would be that way you kind of just, closer. <laughs> you, you turn it on and then it fires and it can keep firing until it's out of ammo. How fast does it fire? Uh, Probably about two bolts every six seconds. Bro. Yeah. Okay, that's that's awesome. Does that help us with the problem with the cubic gate? No, not at all. This is just a defend in case anything gets through. My stone defenders, and she points towards the plane wall. Your your stone defenders? It's a wall, bro. Well, I want to make sure you were ready before you went in, so I haven't commanded them to move yet. Ooh. Okay. All right, so... Our head of, well, he's not really the head of security. He's more of an, a mercenary ally that we've hired on, but he's extremely helpful. Palm, and she looks over to Unix. You'll like Palm. Yeah, he's been defending the facility, and I'm pretty sure he's alive. I keep hearing explosions inside every so often, but. Yes. Yeah, he's been making sure that the people are safe, as far as I'm aware, and he will probably have a little bit more information on what's going on, but he's inside. Okay, so once you move the. Stone defenders, and we'll go in and help Palm. If you're ready for that, yeah. Oh, quick question. Do you know how many people are inside and where the lever to close the gate is? I don't know if it's a lever. <laughs> Most likely it's something magical that's keeping the portal open on the other side. A magical lever. Okay. Well, considering how much I've been able to study of the actual cubic gate, most likely it would be something that would be somewhere within about a thousand feet or so of the portal itself. That's a lot of feet. Yes. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out, even if it's not a lever, because it sounds like it's probably not a lever. Yeah, it might be a button. That would make more sense, actually, because you use a button to open the gate, so you probably use a button to close the gate. Or, or it's keep it someone. It's some sort of being that's preventing it from closing. That's just ridiculous. They would get tired and fall asleep, and then it would close. That's how spells work. So I've got this goofy smile on, and I'm just like, only one way to find out. <laughs> what if it's like an orb or something? We smash it. Smash! Smash! No, no, hold on. We are going to go in, assess the situation, and then make good choices. Right, team? We will make choices. Good choices. (laughs) The best choices we can. I will not push the button. I'm not allowed to push. I would give you a word of warning. If you're on the other side and you push a button or break whatever's there or whatever it is, it might close the gate immediately. But then somebody will be on this side and they can push it and open it and let us back through, right? Yes, Palm should be able to help you with that. Good. Just to warn you. Do you happen to have anything that we can take with us that might help us? Um, like string. We... String would be useful. We we have plenty of string. string no, I have rope. rope. I don't have any I'm, string. I'm talking anything, really. She kind of seems to fumble through like this the bag that contains all of her tools. She's You hear the tools when they hit the ground, but not when she's reaching in the bag. She pulls something out, and it's a small spherical device that seems to have a little clip towards the top and a pin in that clip at the top. So this explodes when you pull this, and you can throw it. No, Nix, no, don't, stop! (laughs) Nix, no! Nix is already reaching for it. Yeah, stop. I will reach over and pull it out of Nix's reach (laughs) for safety. 
one. I'm the only one that knows how to use these things. I am the tinkerer person. I know well, how we to have, do these we things. have to hit it, finish hearing the instructions of what it is and how it works before you start messing with it. You pull the thing, you throw it. You pull the thing, you throw it. That's it. That's all you need to know. You pull the thing, you throw it. Lorilla, is there anything else we need to know? Like, how far do you have to throw it? At least, like, 25 feet away from you. Otherwise, you're going to get hit with it. Pull the pen, throw it. <laughs> I think maybe Chet should hold on to that. That's all right, Nix. I think I'm going to let Chet have this one. I think Chet's got it. Pretty good. I, Sorry. I, okay. I got it. Okay. I will hand it to Chet, and Chet, I trust you, will put it somewhere where Nyx cannot steal it. Take a Chet. pebble with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Palm told me how to make that, so. They have some really cool things. You're going to really like them. They have lots of things that explode. With buttons. Thank you very much. We do really appreciate the help. Yeah. I'm sorry I don't have any more. I'm mainly right now focused on making sure that whatever's in there doesn't come out. Yeah, but that's if you choice. can go in there and get rid of them, then I don't have to worry about that anymore. Don't worry. Smashing is our specialty. We've been over this. Justice is our specialty. Justice. Remember? We right. You're the justice crew. They're right. Not yeah. the same. So I will turn to Lorilla and say, I guess we're ready then. Okay, good. She walks up towards the stone wall and just says, step forward, move aside. And as she does, you see a seam appear within the wall as what look to be two massive stone shields kind of come forward and they lower their arms behind them, revealing these almost clockwork figures. You hear the sound of gears uh, moving humanoid in form, roughly six feet in height and about four feet wide as their heavy footsteps just slam down two of them side by side and they step apart. To reveal an open passage and a stairway leading down. Whoa, that's so cool! I can do that too! And then cast Mold Earth and splits part of the ground. They're just staring straight ahead. You see no reaction on them, and Lurla's like, that's cool. Chet is going to call out to them. Step forward, bump fists! (laughs) And he's just gonna kind of be there, like, hanging with fists in the air. Just one fist or two fists? Two fists. One if they don't yeah, step yeah. forward, Nyx, after a few moments, will like reach up and boop your fists. You hear in a slight whisper, move forward, bump fists. From the oh. Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of just step forward and put an arm out. And you see they actually have a hand underneath this massive shield, but they use the stone shield that blended into the wall to kind of like tap your knuckles. And if you weren't as strong as you were, you're pretty sure they might have, like, cracked the bones in your hands. <laughs> Righteous. Oh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and draw my bow, just be prepared, because no one else is. <laughs> <laughs> my staff's out. I'll draw my shield, too. We'll equip my shield and draw my warpick. After this, I All will right. do the same of drawing my sword. Nyx is ahead of you guys, starting to waddle into the room. Begin to proceed down the stairs into a pitch black area. As you start to go down, the sunlight from behind you starts to stream in and you're able to see for a bit, but you hear the two stone defenders kind of begin to go back and step into place. And as they do, their shield arms from either side shift back to where they were and all light gets cut out. Nyx immediately casts light onto little hair ties in her hair. <laughs> okay. So she's a so Nyx is glowing. Ball, and it's obnoxious pink. <laughs> We, I'm sure Obnoxious we've pink. I'm okay, sure we've seen, seen this before. We're like, thanks, Nyx. <laughs> she doesn't do darkness. Whether you want her to or not, does not do it. I'm fine with darkness. Nope. You would be. Mm. She's not. not. And Chet would have some trouble. He would. 
He has trouble seeing in the dark. Because of his humanness. Yeah. Oh, man. It's his other flaw. Yeah. (laughs) Staying toward the back of the group, I I also cast light just on my shield, and it's just kind of a soothing green. I am going to sort of step to the side of the group and try to slink in the shadows. It's probably not hard to, if I'm outside of the range of the light, because they're, as I I believe it was described, obnoxiously bright. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to stealth check for me or not yet? Yes. It's a 29. (laughs) (laughs) You guys forget she's there. I'm a glowing beacon. (laughs) You're like, I'm a day person. (laughs) So you begin to proceed into the facility and you immediately come upon a junction at the corner of uh, two paths that lead one off to the left and one off to the right. Currently, things are fairly silent. Where would you like to go? I would like to perception. I'd like to look and listen and also like maybe yeah. smell in case there's anything that gives any indication. Twelve. Five. Twenty. Six. Fifteen. Hera and Emerald, you kind of hear some sounds off in the distance. Nothing you can make out specifically. Almost sounds like something's talking, but it's it's very far off. You can't get an idea of a direction. Chet, meanwhile, you hear voices, but they're coming off to the right passage. And you also get a a brimstone smell. Coming from the right path? Yes. Okay. Guys, using my powers of broception, I believe they are coming from the right. I smell a waft of something fiendish, and I hear some voices. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the shadows, Hera doesn't say anything, but she'd be like, thinking, yes, wonderful, my favorite. <laughs> I like killing fiends. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, no. Is that your favorite enemy? It might be my favorite thing to do. Then Nyx will nod, change the color of her little hair tie to red, start heading down <laughs> to the right. That's red is for danger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Red hair activated. Oh, Guys, man. it is on. <laughs> so as the pinkish hue of the corridor a smooth lined walls fills your vision suddenly shifts into a dark almost blood red nix begins to proceed down the direction of the right side passage that chet pointed as it continues onward veer sharply left then after about uh, 40 feet and again you come up to another junction of the passage heading directly in front of you and one that begins to veer off to the right As you get to this point, often to your right side, you suddenly hear a very loud echoing blast go out, followed by two more in rapid succession. We should probably hurry. And then Chet's actually gonna, like, kind of put a shield out in front of him and start more or less charging towards the sound. Okay. Are you gonna run off without me? Chet Uh, begins to proceed ahead and lose the sight of everything. Because Chet is is blind in the darkness. Can I put out a hand to Nix and say, hey, you want me to carry you on my back? Yes! (laughs) And then I'll carry you on my back. Do I have to make an athletic check? No. How much does Nix weigh? Like 30 pounds? (laughs) You have to make an athletic check. Yeah, she's, she's, what, three three feet tall? Yeah, something stupid small. I didn't even fill it in my A gnome. She's a gnome. The majority of her weight is in the stuff she carries, not her. It's all those ball bearings. You know she jingles as you pick her up. (laughs) I do have a bell and a signal whistle and some chalk. You are a noisy person. (laughs) 
So you quickly pick up Nyx as she hops onto her back and you just hear as you know she presses against your shoulders as you guys are rushing ahead and because you put a hand out to Chet now that you you know there's a light source around you all again. You rush down the corridor as you hear continued echoing blasts come from ahead of you. It takes you a moment at, at a couple of different intersections before another blast goes off and you begin to rush down that direction. For about 30 seconds after you turn down a left side passage, you don't hear anything. But as you begin to round a corner directly ahead of you, you see a lot of black ichor surrounding what looks to be a pile of chairs and doors uh, directly in front of some opening. The chairs and doors themselves seem torn as if something like ripped through them into the hallway. And there's a heavy smell of smoke in the air, but you see no sign of smoke. That scent of brimstone, though, is much stronger now. Would I be able to make a nature check to see if the black ichor is something naturally occurring? It's not. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know what? You would, even with a, a roll of a one, you would know it's not naturally occurring. Yeah, can I make a check to see if I have any sense for what fiend or fiends might be involved in, in what I'm experiencing so far? You can attempt an arcana check. It'll be difficult because you haven't seen specific fiends yet. I get advantage with my plus zero. You do. 16. It's really difficult to tell with the Icker. It's most likely, considering the type of fiends you face, it would be either a demon or a devil. But without having seen any indication... Uh, so far of the actual types of creatures, it's really hard to pinpoint which it would be. Okay, I hate both, so I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk. It's fine. We'll kill it. It's fine. So you guys are in this hallway that continues onward before rounding another corner and to the left-hand wall, you see the doorway, but stuffed with ruptured and broken chairs and, and pieces of a table. It was Palm we're looking for, right? Right? Isn't that who should be down here? I'll be poking a Rickus on the head, like Didn't, tapping. Yeah, him poking him in the ear. <laughs> Didn't the lady who had a lot of L's in her name say that whenever she heard an explosion, that meant her friend was alive? So it's probably him. Should we call out? Do you think that'd be a good idea? Or do you think we should just like look around? Palm! You hear from within, who calls to me? The it's Justice us. Crew! Yeah, yeah, the Justice Crew! We're here! We've come to help! Oh, you've come to deal with these foul beings, have you? Totally. I love this guy. (laughs) You can come out. We're here to serve justice. Why don't one of you round the corner carefully first so I can get a good look at you and make sure this isn't some sort of trick? I'll go, I'll go. And I'll, like, climb down off of Rickus and push, push the others back a step. Like, I got this, I got this. As you do that, I'm casting resistance on you. Yeah, I'm gonna go and throw my stones Aegis on her. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> you guys are all ready for me to blow up and die, aren't you? I'm going to change the hair tie color to uh, like a light white, like a very calming color. And It's kind of gotten a lot brighter then. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just kind of walk around slowly around the corner holding my hand. Well, I have my rapier in one hand and holding <laughs> the other hand up. You initially come to the corner where this barricade is. You can't really see above the barricade. It is taller than you. However, there are lots of openings from something having pierced through it. And as you look in, you see behind uh, another large table, one of the strangest sights you've ever seen, a very large seven-foot-tall humanoid wearing these bright blue and gold type of military outfit, it almost looks like, with a 
uh, breastplate visibly showing. But the most striking two things you notice is in one hand, he has a very long metallic object with a barrel that's pointed generally in your direction. (laughs) And he has one hand placed at the uh, base of this metal object. The other seems to be on some sort of handle with some kind of trigger. And he has a massive hippo's head with a monocle and a pipe. What? It's a military hippo with a shotgun? It's a military hippo. <laughs> 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 Stick. <laughs> okay. Just... Ah, little gnome. Very well. You are definitely not one of those foul fiends. You have friends with you? Yes, yes, yes. And I'll, I'll kind of reach over my shoulder and like do the like wave. Like, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. He is awesome. Come on. <laughs> I'll go ahead and walk back over and just kind of scoop her up again and put her back on my shoulders. All right, so you all kind of round the corner, and as this happens, you see he lowers this strange metallic object to his side, the barrel pointed up, and as he does, you see him gesture towards the two corners where you see two other heavily wounded hippo-looking humanoids also wielding a similar weapon kind of uh, come out with about four other humanoids with them, the humanoids, two being high elven, two being gnomes. All of them look very badly injured, though. So a total of six injured. Yes. So I'll kind of, I'll kind of tap Nix's legs and she's just sitting on my shoulder and be like, "They're talking hippos." I know. You notice the other two hippos are wearing the military garb, but they don't have the golden monocle or the pipe that the main one you've been talking to does. If you give me about ten minutes, I can help with those injuries. Very well, if you wish. I'm not sure how long we'll have before those fat little devilish things come back. But please, if you wouldn't mind hopping over our barricade there. Thank you. I will uh, slink out of the shadows because it seems like there's nothing to be gained. I start casting Prayer of Healing. So are you Palm? That is Palm, good sir. I am Palm. And who are the rest of you? I am Chet Cheddington, fighter extraordinaire. Uh, and this is the rest of the Justice crew. Hi, Hi I'm, I'm Rickus. Nick. Oh, I'm Nix. And she's waving. Uh, I'm Rickus. I'm Hera. I am ready to fight some fiends, if that's what you're doing. Uh, and I am Emerald. Ah, oh, very good, very good. So and Aladrin, most interesting. It's good to see another planar entity here. Very good. Um, yes, you had a question, human. So what is the situation? Well, we have these little fat, disgusting fiends that have been coming through the portal. They've crowded the entranceway. There must be a little more than half a dozen there right now. Individually, they're not terrible, but together they can overwhelm some people. We have been holding them off, but any time we attempt to escape, they seem to notice and charge the hallway. So we have been cooped up in here for some time. I want to know what this guy is, Tony. What check do I make to find out? <laughs> Arcana. Five. And I rolled a 13. Nix, being a little more familiar with, with different planes of existence, you've heard of hippo people before, and they're referred to as GIF. Beyond that, you don't know too much. You know they're actually supposed to be pretty technologically advanced. As you guys now have a better look, you also notice he does have a long sword at his side and another strange metal-looking object similar to the larger one that he's carrying in a holster to his right. Sir Palm, what is that you have in your hand there? Why, this is a musket, good sir. 
A muskrat? It's some sort of device? It's a weird-looking staff. Would Nyx be at all familiar with these? With her team? Roll straight intelligence. 22, good sir. Okay. You've heard of these as mostly like theoretical, but they're essentially just, they fire projectiles utilizing some sort of uh, powder that is very flammable and fires these projectiles at extremely high speeds. So they're really cool. They go boom. That So like the the thing that you gave Chet, and she's going to like side-eye to Hera, uh, except <laughs> it shoots shoots things like my sling except cooler because it's faster and more deadly i think but you I don't, don't need you don't you don't need one you definitely do not need one you're fully capable of that. no you don't chance. need one no i momentarily glance over my shoulder as i'm focusing mostly on the heels. <laughs> so they're they're a magical item mechanical um oh yes we have spent much time within our society to develop powerful warriors and very strong items to utilize against our foes and boomstick Yes, little one, they are boomsticks. They indeed are quite helpful in preventing these fiendish creatures from getting through, and we can take them out from a distance, but in these tight corridors, that makes it much more difficult. So what do you need from us? What can we do to solve this problem? At present time, my orders were to protect the other scientists of this facility, and I have been doing so. I have attempted to get them out, as I've said, but that has been problematic. If you could help to clear out the room itself, I could help to escort the rest of the people out of the facility. Is your monocle magical? I used to have a magical monocle, but then it broke. Next, we gotta focus. We're not here Sorry, for monocles. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's we're so gonna shiny. Sa- we're saving people. We'll talk shiny and goats later. I want to touch it. No, no touching. <laughs> Everyone, keep your hands to yourself. All right. So, palm. Yes. You want us to just clear out these disgusting fiends and allow you guys to get to safety? That would be appreciated. Who is still alive up top? The lady with the lots of L's in her name. Ah, Luna Levity Leggenhall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, she's the one who sent us. Very good. So has she informed you that there must be something keeping this portal open from the other side? A button. Or no. Something. Or an orb. Something. There is a thing. We don't know what it is, but we are supposed to find it and resolve it. smash! Excellent. At least you know this so far. If you allow me to help these other scientists to escape, I can return here once you have cleared out that main room and allow you entrance back into this plane if you would be so willing as to go and destroy this lever button orb thing. Oh, we would. Button orb. No, he's not saying it's all of them. Those are slashes between the words. Yeah. You forgot the air slashes. You <laughs> had to make the gesture. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. I'm going to say let's go do that then. We're wasting time. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. I want to see this lever slash button slash orb thing. During the course of this conversation, then if uh, it hadn't, you can wait the last minute or so, and your prayer of healing goes off, and they look a lot better. They still look very tired. You get the feeling they might not have been eating much over the past couple of days, but they're healed of their wounds. I'll toss them some of my rations. You see the two Isles kind of glance at you slightly confused, but pick it up, and, and the two gnomes just like absolutely tear into it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They're perfectly good goat jerky rations, so I don't know why they wouldn't like them. 
Palm interrupts a little and says, If what I understand of the plane that they portaled to is correct, it is to Avernus in the Nine Hells. So, are you all ready to go deal with this? Ready as we're going to be. Excellent. So he steps forward and pulls out the the small boomstick yes. and kind of puts the, the larger one behind his back, the musket, as he pulls off the broken chairs and tables that block the doorway. He steps into the hall, aiming his gun down the passage you haven't been down yet, as he gestures for all of you to proceed in front of him. And then you see a gesture like towards his people to begin to exit. You guys begin to proceed onward, and uh, rounding the corner, all of you begin to smell that scent of brimstone, and as you round a corner, you notice a shattered doorway into uh, a dark room off into your left side, and what looks to be a wall, and immediately a stairway that descends downward. You just see the top of the stairs from your current viewpoint, though. At this, you can also hear the sounds of... In the room ahead. Lovely. Okay. I'm going to tap Rickus on the head and have him let me down. Okay. As I'm down right with my little rapier. So, are you guys stepping into the the stairs? Oh, wait. I could blow my whistle and maybe they'll come out. Nope. Nope. We are going, I believe. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, Chet would be going going down. I'm right behind him. As you guys begin to proceed down the stairs to your left, you see a cluttered room filled with uh, destroyed crates and boxes. And just past the bench, you see these humanoid figures, but they are about five and a half feet tall. They are covered and swarming flies and just general vermin that seems to surround them. Massive, blubbery fat kind of rolling off of them as small fumes of toxin seems to radiate off of their bodies. Their eyes are sealed shut, as are their mouths, and they're just lumbering around on stumpy, bulky legs. Real pleasant people. I'm going to try to like slip over next to the barrel that's just past the foot of the stairs and sort of crouch beside it to try to maintain my stealth. So far, they haven't reacted yet. As you proceed down the stairs. I'll wait till everybody else gets a position and then I would like to use my bonus action to Hunter's Mark, the closest one to the front. But I could keep an eye as everybody else is actually like getting into whatever their standard battle position is, I assume. I'll come up a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't announce this. So now that you're down the stairs, particularly Hera and Chet, you can see behind them an open glowing portal beyond which you see smoke and partially like bits of what look rubble and wasteland and a dark dark sky it's hazy as if mist is kind of surrounding it but i'll stay up next to it and then i'll like tap him should i throw my bell as a distraction sure i'm gonna hunter's mark the one closest to me that's kind of near this uh cabinet okay so at the southernmost part of the room you hunter's mark that one and you throw the bell yeah i'm gonna throw the bell up to roll strength for me 14 you hurl the bell over there. All of you hear the ting, 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 and there's no reaction. I would like to lob the frag grenade that was given to me. All right, so you're throwing it? Yep. <laughs> I would then like everyone to please roll initiative. Oh, baby. Yay. These things are called nuparibos. 
New Paribo. New Potpourri Bros. So, <laughs> Chet, you have initiated combat by throwing the grenade. Did you pull the pen first? I did. I, did. I followed the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be really awkward. <laughs> Go ahead and roll 5d6. 15. Okay. So you hurl the grenade out after pulling the pin. As it clatters to the ground, you see all the figures turn towards it, and a massive blast echoes out, shrapnel flying in every direction. Three of the new Paribos just get slashed and, and slaughtered by the ensuing blast. The other five are still up, pretty badly injured, but they then turn towards your direction. Whoa, great. Biggest uh, it is your turn. At the start of your turn, roll a constitution saving throw. Rolled a 19 with my plus zero. That's a 19. Okay, nothing happens. So I've got my bow out. I've hunters marked the one closest to us, and I am going to let loose that arrow that I have on my bow. It's a 25 to hit. <sighs> 25 hits. 18 points of piercing damage. With a single shot, you just slam the arrow through its tiny head on this massive body and it just slumps over to the ground. Yeah, yeah. alright. So I'm going to shimmy around this barrel so I can get a better line of sight on the next closest target. I'm going to use my bonus action to shift my hunter's mark. Use my second attack to shoot. Okay, the one that is right by the table? Yeah, the yeah, the one that was closest to, to the party. 23 to hit? 23 hits. And 13. With the first bolt flying through the first Nuparibo, it slams through its head as it drops to the ground in a kind of a sickening As you shift over, you see another one to the north of you firing a second arrow as it slams through its head and again, another sickening The swarms of flies and insects in the room are growing smaller, but they're still there. So that's all for my turn. I'm going to stay here kind of just off to the side out of the main walkway towards the rest of the new pre-rows because I have a feeling that the rest of my party might want to walk through that space. Possibly. Rickus. Okay, I would like to descend the rest of the way down the stairs and then run up to the closest one to us. And I'm going to go ahead and actually cast Booming Blade. Is it an 18 hit? 18 hits. Okay. 16 so you rush up, cast Booming Blade as a force of thunder focuses around your war pick. You swing, slam it into the Nuparibo in front of you, and with a disgusting splatter, there is nothing else there except Icker. Yeah. <laughs> my bonus action, I'll just throw my Stone's Aegis onto Hera. If they pack you with bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing, you reduce it by four. Thanks. That brings us to Nyx. Scuttle up kind of next to Rickus. Well, just past him. And then with my little rapier. Stabby stab. 20 hit. 11 points of damage for the first one. As you rush forward, you slam the blade into the creature, and it just collapses against your blade. You quickly pull it out before your arm just crumples to the ground from its immensely heavy weight. Stab the corpse again. <laughs> Slap. I can't actually go you any just, further. <laughs> you yeah. just hear the sickening oh. as your your blade hits this thing. So the last remaining Nuparibo is going to take a step up towards Nyx <gasps> as it just rushes forward and what seemed like its uh, sealed up mouth kind of rips open Ooh. as it just Ooh. goes <laughs> and goes to bite you. 
No! It actually hits you. <laughs> you take eight points of piercing damage as it rushes up and chomps into your shoulder, and you push this thing off of you as it seems to just try to eat you. And it seems to have all of its attention focused on you right now. Chet, it is your turn. No! Nobody hurts my gnome bro! (laughs) So, So I will move up next to the new potpourri bro. (laughs) And I will swing my sword at it. Does a 18 hit? It does? 13. It is still up though. I will swing again at it. 18 again. I rolled the exact same damage again. 13. As Chet rushes forward, sword in hand, he slashes once, twice, and just carves into this thing as it also to the ground. Not cool. Not cool. You are out of initiative, though. Did any of its gross stuff get on my clothes? A little bit. <sighs> he was slashing, so it kind of sprayed everywhere. I didn't get it in my hair, did I? <sighs> Probably, Chet, but look, you got it on my shirt. <laughs> I come down the stairs. I see X covered in, in stuff. Uh, are you hurt? Uh, don't worry about it right now. And she's just kind of like, she's like trying to shake the gross stuff off her shirt. I didn't take that much of a hit. Yeah, I will go over and, and kind of help Nick's like clean icker out of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure such things have happened before in our adventures. Yes. So what, yep. what was what bleh, what were those things? And it, it tried to know. bite me. You watch as all of them seem to slowly be deteriorating uh, into more icker. Well, that means That's your hair gross. will be clean soon. Into more icker. Oh, more icker. I heard, sorry, I thought you said (laughs) into deteriorating, not... I'm going to go overhead and walk over to the portal a little bit and just kind of look inside. Yeah, don't touch it, Rickus. Okay. You walk up and you get heat. Is there any A lot of heat. And there's a strong, strong smell of brimstone and smoke. Right by the portal on this little table immediately in front of it is a small cube it has each side slightly extending from the main cube, and one of the sides is pressed in. All I know is that next time we see Lorilla, I need more of those frag grenades. I know, they're so cool. That awesome. was really awesome. All right, well, yeah, that's all great, guys, but should we check out any of this stuff in the room to see if we have get any additional information? Oh, no, like but there's... I should get my bell. I'll just uh, I'll keep an eye on the portal. Tony, I would like to investigate, I believe. Like, it looks Go like ahead. there's some cabinetry and tables around. You said we did see the cube in here? Yeah, it's about 10 feet from the portal. It's a 17? Searching the room, you find lots of the things have been like cracked and destroyed and broken. You do find a bunch of different uh, research notes that are kind of spread about. You see a lot of blood on the ground as well, Oh. but no bodies. Oh. And searching the area, you do also find a, a small necklace, actually. A necklace? What kind of necklace? with an amulet on it. Okay, do I need to do another check to study It would be an arcana check. I'll take a look at it, but I don't... Also, I would like to look at the box, but I am going to kind of put my hands behind my back and, like, give the look (laughs) to to Hera, like, I'm not touching it. No touching. (laughs) That that look, as she's, like, very, very... Like, almost nose touching it, looking at the cube, like, very closely. <laughs> like, she wants to smush her face up against the glass. Like she really wants to touch it, because there's From buttons. that, 
from that close, you can kind of feel it uh, having a very slight vibration to it and the magical energies emanating from the cube. The 17 on my arcana check. So studying the necklace and the amulet on it, it's extremely intricate. It's very beautiful. And you look through it and looking at the different runes on it, you notice familiarity between the runes on the amulet and the runes on the cube. Oh. You believe this is some sort of amulet allowing you for planar travel. Okay. It's known as an amulet of the planes. After attuning to it, you could attempt to cast the plane shift spell. But if you fail, you could go to a random plane of existence. Okay. Can I be keeping an eye out in the portal for anything either coming towards it or anything moving, really? Roll perception. Okay. 21. All right. Looking through, it's really hard to tell. The portal itself seems to be hindering your view. You can see a lot of smoke and the darkened sky and what looks to be some sort of ruins, maybe, up ahead. But... The portal's kind of partially blocking your view. Okay. Like, it seems as if the magic of the portal is meant to kind of partially obscure whatever's beyond it. All right. I'm going to show everyone the amulet and say, apparently this allows you to plane shift, from what I can recollect from my plane shifting travels and such. I think I'm going to go ahead and hold on to it and attune to it, because that might help us get out if things go poorly once we go through this portal. Unfortunately, there is a slight risk, just a little bit, that we might not come back here, but might go somewhere else entirely. Like, when you say not here, do you mean right here in this room? Or do you mean not here on this planet? Or, like, not here on this continent? Or in this like, city? Like, like, like another plane of existence, which might be good or bad or just different. Can I exist and, and- there? Well, you'll exist if we go there. Then I'm okay with that. It's a reasonable risk, so this would kind of just be a last-ditch effort, I think. Like, sure. if we're going to die. Quick question to the DM. How shiny yes. is it? It's shiny. I'm going to put it on before she gets her little bits on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to finish up the investigation that you rolled, you do notice some items of interest. You do notice that one of those um, metal boomsticks, one of the small ones on a table nearby. You notice a silvered longsword on another table. These seems to be items of study and interest. I'll put it out to Chet. Like, Chet, there's a longsword over here. Maybe you want to take a look at it? They're not really my thing. Oh, excellent. I will take a look at it. The other is a gun. <gasps> a boomstick. No, 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 I haven't pointed it out to Nix yet. I'm the only one who's seen it. But yes, this is true. It. And yes. I haven't said oh, anything yet. I'm asking Tony. I said Tony. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pistol. It's a pistol. Uh, do I have any sense uh, as a player of what would be the requirements for using it? Dex. Also, none of you will have proficiency. Yeah, with I was going to say. That's so, no I am going to quietly put it away in a drawer. You're an awful human being. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I would, having seen the excitement of the group at these particular <laughs> mechanisms, Hera's going to think, we really need all of our fingers. So, she will quietly put the, the pistol away. <laughs> okay, so after about 15, 20 minutes, Palm does arrive. You see he has his pistol out and is looking in the room and sees it cleared. Whoa, very good work. Th- goes down the stairs, heavy footsteps echoing off. Well, I can man things here, if anything. I assume you're going through the portal to try and find this lever button orb thing? Are you, are you not coming with us? I am making sure nothing comes through while you are gone. He has to push the button to let us back out, remember? She said if we, if yes. we close it while we're in there, 
somebody has to push the button to let us back out. Which button is it? It's the one that's currently pressed. <laughs> I didn't touch the cube. They told me not to touch it. She did. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, she didn't touch it. As they have tried to press the other buttons before, and it did not close the portal. So I'm going to hold up one finger and be like, she said I could push the one button to try. By the way, my my hand is hovering over the button. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's imminent. Roll, oh, roll a new persuasion unless someone stops you. Natural uh, twenty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she will not be denied this experience. I will not be well, denied if, pushing my button. <laughs> well, if she said it was all right, I suppose you can, but it won't really do anything. You never know. And I'm gonna like before I push the button, like hold up my finger and like wiggle it. I am a gnome. Like, that does anything, you know. And then (laughs) (laughs) very, like, dramatically mash the button down with my finger and see if it does anything. You press the button down. You hear the resounding click of the button being pressed. It's very satisfying. Portal's still open. Yeah, it didn't work. I think the button's broken. Good thing we checked, though. Because otherwise we would have wondered until it drove us mad. Yeah. 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 So, Tony, while she was pressing the button, that's when I would have reached out and handed the pistol to uh, Pom. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll see him just kind of, like, quickly holster his and, and grab it and just go, um, thank you very much. It's for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tucks that one away in his belt. <laughs> okay, good. Emerald, are you, are you up for this? The rest of us are all gung-ho, but I, we didn't actually ask you if you want to jump in a portal. You all would see me... Eyeing the portal, face changing between some excitement but also some concern, and uh, eyes then shift, shifting back to Nyx. I feel better if I could just heal you real quick. <laughs> okay, I, I was about I... to say, at the same time, you would see Ricka standing by the portal going, eh? 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 <laughs> so Nyx will hold out her arm like a kid waiting for a band aid. Fine. Okay, I also have a suggestion, guys. And I'm going to use my. My other hand, can I ruffle through my bag and pull out my bags of ball bearings and caltrops? <laughs> I could dump these by the portal so anything that comes through would be slowed. So that's a good point. Keep in mind that would also be things including us. Well, okay, so here's my thought. If we put it in, I'm going to like motion because if we put it on the left, then we know to come back on the other side. Other things wouldn't know. So there's a 50-50 chance they could hit it. Yeah, that's accurate. Hair's just sort of like eyes glazing over, like this is the latest crazy plan. Like, <laughs> you know oh, what? Just wait, I have something I want to say after this. I'm rolling a cure wounds, by the way. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Fifteen. Thank you. Jeez. I eight. Well, I guess. Does anyone have any objections to us leaving a bunch of ball bearings and caltrops and caltrops on the left side? Well, we can pick. We can vote. I don't care either way, but. I just say we put it on one side, and then we know when we come through. I can mark it with chalk when we get through, too, like with a, a mark. I could put an arrow on the side that has the cow traps so that things think that that's the safe side. So we would just have to remember not to follow the arrows ourselves. Yeah, like it would be pointing to where the things are. This sounds like a foolproof plan and nothing could go wrong. <laughs> And he's saying that wholeheartedly like he actually believes it. Yeah. Chet, what do you think of this plan? I see no flaw in this plan. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds fun. Let's do it. All right. I I do appreciate it as well as if anything comes through while you are not here, it will be easier to shoot them. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and lay them out then. All right. 
So I have four bags of ball bearings and four bags of couches. Sure. <laughs> so while are you dumping? All of them. <laughs> oh, geez. we're just we're all just right. gonna home alone these fiends. Is <laughs> yeah, that the plan? <laughs> <laughs> when we go through, I'm gonna put I'm gonna take out one of my pieces of chalk and draw an arrow, pointing to the wrong side. Yes. I'm actually gonna contribute okay. one thing to this. <laughs> uh, yes. It, with, within that same area, let's say closer to where the, the open area is, if I set my hunting trap. <laughs> okay. So while they're doing this, can I go up to Palm and just be like, Sir Palm, why do you continue to call me, sir? You're dressed very gallantly. This is my military garb. So you look like you have some authority, hence Sir Palm. I will kind of say, oh, really? Is that all it takes? And I will use my cloak and make it look like... Sir Palm's attire. <laughs> oh, really? ah, Sir Hera. That too. I'm gonna make myself look like Sir Palm. <laughs> you look like a a shorter version of Sir Palm. Oh gosh, but, but fantastic. I was looking through the portal earlier, and it seems to be extremely smoky, and there's a lot of debris flying around. You wouldn't happen to have another pair of monocles or some goggles I could have? I do not. Are you sure? No spare monocles? Monocles don't come he in pairs. He stares at you through the monocled eye. I am sure. <laughs> Do you have any more of those sweet frag grenades? No, I happen to use all the ones that we brought with us. So I would like to note that my disguise self, I also make it look like I'm holding a boomstick. I'm just gonna like grin over to Hera. I will walk over and pretend like I'm going to snatch it out of her hand. <laughs> I just giggle. <laughs> <laughs> As my hand goes through, yes. nothing <laughs> phases through. Ha ha ha. Very clever. So I think we're done. We're I think our preparations have been past. made. Oh, real quick. I will pull out a piece of chalk and mark on the floor little tick marks, just kind of like very small for palm and do the little like finger and got you covered so that he knows where they're at. Um, thank you. That's appreciated. He goes behind the table that's by the stairway and uh, pulls out his musket and aims it towards the portal. Yeah, you got this. Are we ready to go through, bros? Yes. And I'll go over and uh, pick Nyx back up and put her on my shoulder again. Small hippo person, Nyx. <laughs> Small also, hippo person, Nyx. <laughs> you, I mean, she weighs as much as... Actually, she weighs she uh, less now. Whoa. All of a sudden. Huh. Come on, Sir oh, Mini you Palm. Mean because of all my millions of ball bearings I drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. I will lead the charge. Da, 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 da. As you all step through the mostly quiet lab that you just went through, you suddenly hear screaming voices. Uh, buzzing flies surround you. The stench of brimstone and blood fill the air. Off in the distance, you can hear the sounds of fighting and get the smell of burning meat, as well as this searing heat that pervades the air itself. Immediately in front of you, you see what looks to be a blasted wasteland filled with ruined structures of defensive walls and former citadels, as well as the bones, broken weapon and armor from former battles. Massive obsidian structures crumbled apart. A small two-story remains an obsidian tower. Darkened red skies above your head as you see occasionally streaming across what looks to be almost a comet that explodes off into the distance. And ahead of you, several miles away, but massive in scale and scope, you see 
a huge black basalt citadel surrounded by a massive black wall that even from this distance, you can tell that there's motion upon the structure as what is probably hundreds upon hundreds of devils are moving about. The Cheddingtons will not be building their summer vacation home. <laughs> so I'm stuck up on Rickus's shoulders. I'm going to reach down and hand him a piece of chalk. Don't forget to mark the ground so we know which one to... And look around like, you know, see oh, if no. anybody's watching. Which one to go through winks at the rest of the party. Here's the problem. I don't know if I know my lefts from my rights. So you mark okay. the other side. Okay, so I'll go ahead and uh, She'll help bend down and mark it. All right, Tony, I'm going to take a minute and use my primeval awareness. I know there's all these probably feeds that are far away that we are aware of. I'm, is there any way I can try to just pay attention to anything closer? I'm going to ask you for kind of a wisdom save on this because the entire area is so filled with fiendish presence. She was almost a one. <laughs> 17. Okay. With some extreme difficulty, you're able to tune out hordes and hordes of fiendish presence far ahead of you there's so many in the surrounding area but there are a few fiendish presences close by well it's bad there's a lot of fiends i know we're all surprised to find that out but i guess we will just try to focus on finding the device and try to stay out of the way of any devils Chet. Uh You hear a voice in your head that says, you seem like a strong one. You took care of that Nipparibo pretty quickly. Are you well trained? Uh, guys, do you hear that voice? No. What what voice are you talking about? I hear lots of voices all the time, but. No, that's not what Chet's. Who's talking to you, Chet? I, I don't know. I. I hear some bro in my head asking me if I'm well-trained, which, of course, I am, but... You hear again in the same voice in your head, Chet, say, Excellent, well-trained. My master is always looking for well-trained soldiers. How would you like to go beyond what you can possibly imagine? I'm sorry, who are you? Where are you? Where I am is not important. You can call me Ozog. Alzog. It's, it's an unusual name. It is the name I am giving you. We are looking for a switch orb controller thing for a portal. Do you know where it is? I could be persuaded to give you the location if you want to sign an agreement. I have a couple gold I could offer you. <laughs> <laughs> Gold's not exactly what I'm looking for. I have some dice and cooking utensils as well. <laughs> By the way, is Chet responding in his head or is he responding out loud? No, he's out loud. Okay, that's what I he's so, definitely saying this out loud. Yeah, and we can only hear the <laughs> Chet side. Right yeah. now, Chet? There's just silence now, Chet, by the way. Uh, then, Rickus, you hear in your head. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Chet got dumped. <laughs> <laughs> How powerful are you to be able to cause a Nipparibo to explode? Guys, he's talking to me now. Oh, uh, 
You hear the voice too? Yeah, I do. Pretty powerful. Don't tell me. Would you be interested in working for my master? She is always looking for new talent. She seems nice, but I am busy helping my friends. Oh, you won't have to join her right away. She'll let you keep training. It's just the promise of working for her eventually. He's giving me a job offer. Don't take it. We're already on a job. We can't accept new jobs while we're on a job. I can't accept a new job when we're already on a job? Oh, I wouldn't tell you to abandon this job. Okay. I'm simply offering a deal. I'd be happy to... I mean, of course, there would have to be a test to see if you're actually worth it. Please, I'm definitely worth it. (laughs) What are they talking about, guys? (laughs) I would lean over to Nix and be like, I'm pretty sure that Rickus is maybe making a deal with a devil. So... Why does nobody want me? You hear in your head, Nix. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say nobody wants you. We're looking for any sort of skilled fighter. Oh, I'm not a fighter, so uh, you can keep looking. (laughs) (laughs) And then in your head, Hera, what of you? You're very well trained with a bow. I don't like being your last choice here, besides the healer. (laughs) Oh, is that what he is? Good to know. I mean, to be fair, out out of character, like, Emerald basically has, like, a symbol of his deity on his shield, right? Yeah. Yeah, and a healing step. Okay. So, but anyways, Ozog, I think we're willing to talk business. Excellent. Are you willing to pass the test? In exchange for passing your test, will you give us the information we seek? No. All right, Ozog. You said your mistress is looking for talent. We're talented. But we have a job we're doing, and we require information to complete that job. So you want us to go and complete a trial? How does that move us towards our goals and delivering on our commitments? How about you find what you are looking for, and I'll figure out when to test you. I'm not really seeing a gain for us there. It really seems like a detriment. Like, the test might hamper our progress, and, you know, as I said, we made a deal to do this. And you wouldn't want to disrupt a deal. Would you? It wasn't a deal with me. I guess I could make a deal with you. Are you interested? What are you doing? <laughs> you see Nick's like doing the like hand across the throat. Like stop. Yeah, stop, stop, stop. All persuasion. Okay. 17? Well, most deals in this realm go that you offer your soul upon death. Yeah, I'm thinking something a little smaller, kind of like a gateway deal, you know? (laughs) (laughs) How about this? I will point you in the direction, test you, and if you succeed, you'll get to meet my master. And what is your master's name, Ozog? Are you offering anything for the information? Oh, I was including this in the deal you were offering as part of the package. She rules this lair. And? That is all that will come for free. Okay. So, do you wish to make this deal? Please hold. So, group, (laughs) team, justice screw. (laughs) We have an offer from Ozog, the devil, to point us in the right direction of the 
button lever switch orb thing in exchange for maybe going through a trial to see if we impress his master who is like rules the lair that doesn't sound really friendly um no also when you say he's gonna point us in the direction is he physically going to be here and point us because that would be helpful next you hear in your head no not physically why not (laughs) how are you gonna point you can't just point without being here physically how am i gonna see your finger <laughs> you don't hear any response. She's like, I don't do metaphors. Jeez. <laughs> what kind of test is it? I mean, do we get study material or? I think it's maybe more of a challenge sort of thing, like an obstacle. I mean, it's... realistically, if, even if it's hard, we can just smash it. That's true. Yeah. My We're legs are short. Confident. I can't jump high, so hopefully there's no jumping. I we... can always throw you. Yes. We might be able to find what we're looking for without entering into any deals. Does anyone have any idea how to find this thing? Just to re-mention, by the way, you guys were told that it should be within a thousand feet of the portal. Immediately around you is mostly wasteland and ruined structure that looks like it was former quickly built walls that have collapsed. A couple of small cracked in structures similar to like housing or or a barracks of some sort. And then a uh, part of a tower that is off the distance a little bit. But we do know that since we've seen devils around, the more exploring we do, the greater risk we run of just slamming into lots of devils, right? Yes. And you do hear the sounds of fighting still off in the distance. So uh, as Hera would say, well, I don't know that this is a good answer, but it's here. It's available. And I just say we just do it. I really have no problem with it. We'll ace it anyways. I suppose it's a lead that we didn't have before. I don't like it, but uh, I'm not signing anything, so. Nor am I, but we can go ahead. This would be for all of us, not just me. So if you guys don't want to do it, then we won't do it. But that's that's what's on the table. Is there like a is there a timer on this? Do you have to accept it right now? Or do we got some time to think about it? I think eventually devils or demons are going to come and murder us. So try to murder uh, us. Yes, try to. We but otherwise. Smash. I haven't been given any time frame. Notice, though, up in the sky, you do see several flying entities far off in the distance, but... Like flying devils? Yeah. The more you, you like, kind of look around, you notice more figures. They're definitely off in the distance. It doesn't look like they're approaching or anything, but the longer you stay here, the more likely devils are going to show up. Can I do a quick perception looking around to see if there's anything within a thousand feet that does stand out? Yeah, go ahead. Besides the ruined structure? I mean, the best thing you can look at, you see, you know, a a partially collapsed building. You do see the remains of a tower. There's only two stories of the tower left. But other than that, it's really hard to get any sort of feel for anything here. Just the heat is starting to get to you guys. You're all already sweating by how hot it is here. Flies in the air are kind of starting to get to you. The constant buzzing, the constant sounds of battle off in the distance, the smell of of a burning meat. You even notice that, like, you kind of keep shifting from foot to foot, never keeping one foot on the ground for too long, as the ground itself is so hot. We should just start in those structures there. So I'm going to respond to Ozog and say, we'd like a little bit of time to consider your offer. Is that acceptable? Hopefully I don't get bored in the process. Can I, um, can I insight the voice of Ozog that I've been hearing in my head all this time? Yes. 15. It's hard to get any sort of read yeah. on him. 
clarification, Rachel, did Nix want to go and check out the tower before we do this? Yeah, before we make okay. any decisions. Then we'll, we'll do that. So you guys are heading towards this tower? Yep. All right. Can I do it, Sneak? Uh, you can roll a stealth check. 24. 10. 7. 15. 5. You guys are proceeding along. You all think individually that you are very, very Man, quiet. we're really stealthy, guys. Hair is just like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if Chuck can delete um, himself that much. Hera, you do hear in your head, well, they're definitely not as quiet as you. I don't have a big ego, but thank you. So you guys make your way to the tower, moving across this ruined battlefield. You approach the Obsidian Tower, and as you get closer, you notice the main door to the tower seems like it's collapsed some time ago. All the rubble is just strewn about, but there is a partially broken stairway built into the side that goes up and curves around to the back of the tower. You notice there seems to be like a second story, but the ceiling seems gone, and there are uh, small open slits along the side. Rickus or Nix, can either of you cast Detect Magic? I cannot. I can. I can as well, by the way. Oh. It won't actually, it won't cost me a spell slot. Then you should do it, because it costs me a spell slot. Cast it, start concentrating. All right, so you are currently concentrating. You focus. All of your friends light up. We are magic. Nix is... Still technically looks like a mini palm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Do I sense any auras in our general area from, I believe it would, I'd be able to know the school. So anything that would suggest scrying in that way. Nothing within 30 feet. Okay. All right. So we are at the base of this ruined tower. Yep. So do you guys want me to like sneak in and see if I can find anything? Or are we all just going to charge in and. Tear the place apart. I mean, he knows we're here. He does. You mean Ozog? Oh, he never gave me his name. Yeah, but it's, kind of rude. This, is, this isn't his place, is it? Well, I don't know. We know nothing, except for his name is Ozog, according house. to him. Or actually, that's yep. the name he gave us, right, Tony? That is the name yep. he gave us. Which doesn't. Yep. Um, because your favorite enemy is fiends, you know fiends don't give you their real names. Uh, yeah, it's a pseudonym. Uh-huh. Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, Take man, a piece I... of my chalk and write what I think is the best spelling of it, which on my notes I have O-Z-Z-O-G, and I'm going to look at her and I'm going to say, you think it's a pseudonym? And I'm going to write Goose, G-O-O-Z-Z. <laughs> I'm like, I figured it out. <laughs> like it's an anagram. You hear in your, you hear in your head, Nyx, nope. Good try, though. <laughs> so, you all begin to proceed up the tower and... As you guys are climbing up the stairs, you get up to the landing, and you can stand at three across at the landing. I figured we'd probably have, like, Chet and Emerald in the front, so Emerald could see this detect magic. I'm sneaking in the front. So uh, you guys come across a uh, somewhat cracked obsidian door in front of you. It's pretty dark inside from the brief glimpses you can get from the door. You can't really tell much else from out here. You mean the glimpses we're getting through the cracks in the door? Through the cracks in the door. Okay. Should I try and break down the door, guys? You could just try to open it first. Oh, well, I guess I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm in the back, so I can't really tell, but it- You go to open the door? Jiggle, jiggle. Jiggling the door. It's locked. (gasps) It's locked. 
Well, <laughs> break that door. No, step aside. This is my uh, moment. <laughs> yeah, Hera's gonna whip out her practically pristine thieves tools that she never gets to use because the party smash smashes the down every single door. <laughs> Look, when you got muscles as big as we do. Yeah, it's time I get to use these. I have a negative so, um, one straight. Can I make a check with my? With you my can thing? make a thieves tools Yay! check. Well, I didn't roll super well, so it's a twenty-five. one of those it's my Um, best skill guys it's my best skill considering how skilled you are with these tools you're actually impressed by how difficult it is to open this but after just a, a few moments you hear the satisfying click of the door unlocking I think as Hera would have this moment of realization like oh this is how Nyx feels when she pushes buttons (laughs) <laughs> like yes it is good <laughs> I am going to like sort of put my finger to my lips to shush everyone else and I would like to quietly like crack the door what? open okay it's a little difficult because of the heaviness of the door <laughs> but you hear a slight scrape not super loud but there is still some sound going as you push it open you can peer more inside you see a hallway about 20 feet across and it leads towards the center of the tower, which has a broken spiral staircase. Pillar, the pillars being all that remains that was once held up the spiral staircase. And you see a soft green glow coming from the back right corner of the room. That I will sort of lean back and say that there's some sort of glowing green thing over there that might be the magical object we're looking for. The switch orb. The switch orb button. I would like to be sneaky again and sort of try. Uh, Roll stealth? Yeah, try to. I guess Chet will try and be stealthy. Emphasis on the try. Who else is being stealthy then? Who else is moving? Yeah, and I'm going to kind of try to pull away from the group and and hug the walls. I am not even moving. I use guidance on myself before I try this. (laughs) You can't. I can't. If you want to keep the tech magic. Oh, they're both concentration. concentration. Okay. Well, yep, I'm coming so. in one way or another. 27. 3. 12. 19. So you guys are proceeding into the room. I would like to kind of creep up to where the wall bends around into a corner on the right side. So maybe I can peek around and see if, oh, there's someone there. <laughs> so as you do this, and as Chet comes up behind you, I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, All right. Okay. We found the enemies, guys. Good work, team. Sweet. As you begin to approach Hera, you notice first two medium figures. Dark bluish skin, heavy metal armor on their arms, chest, and and legs. You see both of them are wielding halberds with a heavy crossbow at their side. But the creepiest thing about them is bolted to their heads is a fairly plain metal mask. The image upon it seems... Feminine and almost angelic in its appearance. Oh. And it just seems to stare off as both of creatures turn their heads towards the corridor. Great. Okay. That's creepy. But, Hera, you get to go first. Are they surprised by me? You are in stealth, so you have advantage. Yes. Okay. And I'll get my basic attack if I hit. Yes. I am going to take out my bow, and as I'm doing that, can I use my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark? Yes. 
These are called Maragons, by the way. Maragons. You notice both the masks are exactly the same. It's a 27 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. 18 points of damage. You knock your arrow, pull back, and fire, slamming this into this thing's chest as it stumbles back, almost soundless, as it picks up its halberd and turns its attention towards you. All right, I'm going to go again. It's a 30 to hit. 20 points of damage. Yikes. Level 8. So, second arrow, you knock fire again, slams it into its chest right beside the, the first. It stumbles back as you kind of hear... Like it's wheezing breath come through. All right. Well, let's see. I I am going to actually realize I'm no longer stealth, so I'm going to move up. So I'm sort of in the center of the room so I can get a better And you look. see the other one. Oh, there's another one. Great. Okay. I will go ahead and announce to the group. There's one on each of these sides. They're weird, creepy things. You're going to pull away from the wall and start to move to the center of the room. As you pull away, appearing against the back wall... Oh, no. Just suddenly visible, clinging to the top of the wall about 15 feet off the ground. You see a large, imposing figure wearing half-plate armor, a dagger clenched into the side of the wall, massive tusks coming from the sides of his head, and almost a skull-like face staring back at you. Spikes running from the top of his head and down his spine. A bandolier across his chest and a heavy crossbow pointed in your direction. As you all hear a voice ring out, let the challenge begin. And he fires. So this is an Orthon, but the bolt flies towards Rickus. <gasps> you butt. I would like to use my protection. And it hits. <gasps> Peace be with you. You take 22 points of piercing damage. Jeez. 10 points of radiant damage. So altogether, 32 points of damage. What? And I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, thank goodness. 23. 11. 19. 6. 7. Oh. All right. Chet, Nyx, and Emeril, as the bolt slams into Rickus's shoulder and pierces through him, it explodes in a blast of blinding light. Chet, Nyx, and Emeril, you're all blinded. No! That's very uh, bad Rickus, for casters. You were literally burned by uh, the blast of light. This is going so horribly already. And then, after firing, Hera and Rickus, you see a large grin appear on the creature's face at the back as he vanishes from sight again. <sighs> nice. Man, what a jerk. That brings it to the Maragons. No, 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 no. <laughs> the two Maragons begin to approach. The first one comes up to you, halberd in hand, and swings. Dodge, dodge. You're looking at their plus. Dodge, dodge, dodge. <laughs> dodge, 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 dodge. First one, you, getting nervous, duck as it passes right over your head. The second one, swing again. You jump to the sides. The, the halberd slams into the ground. He turns the handle and slashes upward towards you for a third attack. And then you... Suck as it passes right overhead. Oh, good thing I'm not taller. <laughs> the second Maragon comes up, begins to do the same, and the first strike, as you kind of duck and shift over to the side, it slices into your side. You take 15 points of slashing damage as it comes in for a second strike. 
But this one, though, as you kind of pull away from its first attack, you duck as it passes harmlessly overhead. And for its third and final attack, it kind of shifts and, and you just quickly step back as it swings harmlessly in the air. All right, Nyx, you're up. I would like to try to remove the blindness. How would you like to try to do that? I am going to hold my hand out in front of me, and I am okay. going to stumble forward. And so after 15 feet, you run into someone. And then I am going to cast light on it and see if I can see anything. Okay. What? Rickus, Nyx suddenly bumps into your leg and places a hand on your pants as she is casting a spell on you. Do you allow it? Sure. You are suddenly glowing. Your clothes are suddenly <laughs> lit up. Do I see anything now? Nope. That's me, Nyx. Oh. Okay. Good Looks job. Like I'm glowing now. Thank you. I'll just stand behind him until I figure out how to get rid of this. Emerald, I can't okay. see. Rickus, you're up. Okay, so. Ow. <laughs> then I'm gonna activate Stone's durability. Okay, so your AC is now 20. Okay, I'm gonna go run up next to Hera. And I'm gonna go ahead and throw my Stone's Aegis on her. So you move forward as your body begins to become covered in hardened stone. You move up and create the stones kind of lift off the ground slightly. There's an aura around Hera as you step up beside her ready to fight. Chet, you are blinded. I am going to first yell out to Rickus and I'm going to use my rally. So I will go ahead and get eight temp HP. Thank you. So I could hear fighting going on in, in front, front of, of me. So I'm going to kind of advance slowly with my shield in, out in front of me until I run into something. After 10 feet, you feel your shield hit something. As your shield bumps into something, you hear a slight clang as if whoever you bumped into is wearing some kind of heavy armor. Uh, oh. oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, did bad. I see any of those enemies before? No, but you have heard heavy footsteps. So whatever it is, sounds heavy. And you oh, definitely no. would have heard hair being like, ah, ah, "God, I'm a taller," that sort of stuff, you know. So, unfortunately, with that knowledge in mind, you'd probably just try and take a swing. Okay, Ooh. make an attack roll at disadvantage. Sorry. So there is a brief moment as Chet bumps into you, Rickus, and then swings. <laughs> so fortunately, I did not roll green 15. So you swing, and it just bounces off of something hardened. That, 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 so that. you know you definitely didn't get through whatever it was. Yeah, what the? Armor. Chet! Oh, sorry, bro! I will cease my assault. Emerald, you're up. All right, so Nyx had called out to me and said I was blind, and I can probably tell that she's right next to me. So I reach out, flailing a little bit, but finally make contact and use Lesser Restoration to remove the blindness from Nyx. So you reach out, and there's a brief moment, Nyx, when you feel a big, slightly furry hand, like, smack your face. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I realize it's Emerald. Yeah. And Emerald, you kind of feel the uh, pigtail at the back of Nyx's head and realize it's her. <laughs> and you release your lesser restoration. And Nyx, you can see yes. us. Yay! <gasps> and and I, I do call out, if anyone else is blind, follow the sound of my voice and come to me. <laughs> I'm good. Hera. I would like to teleport Chet here. So behind the first Maragon? Yes. 
facing the Maragon. Chet, attack directly in front of you. Got it. Hera, you would reach out, and Chet, you ready, feel her hand on your arm, and suddenly you don't. <laughs> We're doing magical Chet time. <laughs> the best oh, no. maneuver name ever. <laughs> Magical jet time. <laughs> I am going to pull away, which I know means I will probably take attack of opportunity. Five feet back. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay. I'm, I'm not disengaging. They are wielding halberds. Oh right. Okay. Well, I'm just have okay. a ten foot reach. So I'm taking a step back though, because otherwise I'm trying to use a bow directly in their faces, and I don't think that's going to be very effective. That's going to be a twenty-four to hit. Hits. Eighteen points of damage. So you fire another bolt again. You're hitting that same spot, dead center of its chest. The bolts keep seeming to sink deeper and deeper every time you hit it. All right, we're going again with my next attack. Seventeen. You still hit. Fourteen points of damage. And as you fire your fourth bolt. It slams the creature through its metal mask as the arrow passes through, and it just collapses to the ground. That is that is all for my turn, though. I mean, I know I technically could move more, but I will I will stay where I am for now. So, reappearing closer and now on the ground, you see the Orthon crossbow trained at you, Hera. The bolt (laughs) fires; it hits. You take 15 points of piercing damage. Oh, that is reduced by four for you. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, it is. So I take 11. And 25 points no! of lightning damage. What? Then I am unconscious. Okay. I had exactly 25 HP. Nix and Rickus, what you see is as the bolt hits, electricity bursts from the actual bolt, shocking Hera and dropping her to the ground. Emerald and Chet, you just hear the crackle of electricity for a moment before something falls. And then he vanishes again. That brings us to the last Maragon, who is going to turn towards Rickus. Because the Maragon takes a swing. Rickus, you bring your shield up as it slams against your your shield. The creature then turns its halberd and swings behind it. Oh, oh no. Not Chet. At Chet. Ah! Chet, you sense the motion and just put your shield up and something slams against it, and then it swings back at Rickus. As it swings back around at Rickus, it does hit. Yeah, sure, I'll use shield. Does plus five AC stop it from hitting me? So it goes to swing, and the blade comes almost to your hand as the shield forms from your palm, and it slams against the shield. I rolled it. (laughs) (laughs) You can almost feel the pressure of the halberd inches from your hand. Ugh. However, that is its turn. All right, stupid Maragon. Um, now, suddenly, Chet oh. and Emerald. What? Oh, awesome. You can see. Oh, oh. Nyx. Start walking forward. Step up next to Emerald, kind of like grab him and be like, I'm taking you to Hera. <laughs> As I walk, <laughs> walk forward and kind of pull him. I wanted to see if I could pull him. I can see now. All right, so you move up five feet as Nyx goes right by Hera, but that's all your movement, Nyx. That is all my movement. I will just chill touch. We have no idea about the AC on these things, by the way. Yeah, I know. Nope, because you've been rolling high. It's, it's lower than 17. 18? 18 hits, so 
you pull Emerald behind you, kind of almost half ignoring his cries to say that he's, he can see. Step up beside Hera and reach out toward the creature, releasing a spectral hand that grasps its throat. 11 points of the As you pull the life force from it, utilizing the skeletal hand. Yep, that's all I can do. Okay. Rickus. I'll go ahead and cast Booming Blade again and just take a swipe at the uh, Maragon right in front of me. 26. To hit? Yeah. 16 points of damage. Oh, wait. 20, because uh, plus 4. All right. So your war pick slams into the side of this thing, booms out. You see the booming energy begin to surround this thing's form. That's it. Okay. Chet, Chet you're Chet is up. going to swing at this creature that he can now see in all of its ugly glory directly in front of him. I'm assuming a 22 will hit. That'll do it. Sweet. Eight damage. Okay. So then I will attack again. Does a 17 hit. It hits. Hey. 12 damage. Okay. So you rush forward, slash at this thing twice, hacking into its side. It begins to stumble forward. It's pretty bad. Emerald. Okay. So with my staff, I'm using Mass Cure Wounds. I All right. Uh, go ahead and roll. That's a total of 24 back to everyone who's missing anything. Nice. Woo. You... Lift your staff as a pulse of healing energy goes out, encompassing all of your allies, and you all heal by the 24. Hera, you feel a wave of healing energy go over you and come to consciousness. Thank you, Emerald. I like not dying. So, I'm going to move up until I'm exactly 30 feet out from whatever that weird thing is in the corner. So, you begin to move up, and you sense magic coming from the far corner of the room. Okay. You know you're close enough that if you had more time, you would be able to sense the aura there. I think that's my turn then. Hera. I would like to stand up. <laughs> Feeling right, half movement. Better, but not great, <laughs> I think, at this I'm point. I'm assuming pick up your bow as you stand. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action to second win. Get back nine points. And I guess at this point, I've lost concentration on my hunter's mark, correct? Because I'm yes. so I don't have that. We'll focus on trying to help take out the Maragon. It's a total of 20. That hits. 21 points of damage. As Rickus and Chet, you're hacking into this thing. Hera stands, fires an arrow, and slams the arrow into the side of this thing's head, and it drops to the ground. I'm going to start moving up. So I'll go up so I'm, like, right next to Chet and Emerald to see if I can get a look around the room, if I can spot anything. Otherwise, that is all I can do for my turn. Okay. The Orthon appears in the corner, aimed for Emerald. Hmm. Yeah. And you hear... No more healing. The bolt passes just over your shield and slams into you. Oh, no! Take 13 points of piercing damage, and I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. No. Oh, hey, I'm good at those. I'm good at those. Six. Fifteen. Fifteen as well. Twenty-five. Nine. Everyone but Rickus takes 12 points of thunder damage. Ooh. Rickus, you take six points of thunder damage. As the arrow hits, a boom goes out of concussive force that slams into all of you. And Emerald, please roll to maintain concentration on detect magic. Uh, nat 20. Oh, he's... All right, he's maintain good. concentration. <laughs> However, he vanishes from sight. Oh all right, dude. I'm going to waddle my little self right up. And then I would like to cast Polymorph on myself. <laughs> to turn into a T-Rex. 
Where are you? Uh, you're about to push everybody back. As far as I can move up. <laughs> I tried to get as far as I could. You all get pushed back five feet as Nyx just grows. T-Rex. And, and then and her head shifts forward into a massive jaw with tiny little arms and a huge tail. <laughs> That's the sound she makes. Yes. <laughs> this is not an illusion, guys. I will just snarl and snap in the general direction of where he was. I do have a 10-foot reach. You polymorph and then just screech, screech into the air. Ah! Rickus, you're up. So from the spot I last saw him at, I'm going to go ahead and cast Erupting Earth against my DC of 16. Okay, so Earth breaks and cracks and erupts from the area. You don't see anything else. Okay. Now that area is also considered difficult terrain. Okay. Chat. 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 Alright, so I'm going to try and up here. And I will use the dodge action again. Okay. Emerald. Okay, so I'm going to strafe over toward the left side of the room, 30 feet out, I think, from that. There is a stone pillar just at the corner to, to your left there, but you can sense the magic in front of you, so you can use your action to do that. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. You sense the magic of the object essentially is a, an enchantment type of spell around the orb. Okay. Do I sense the location of other auras? Or was, uh, I guess the wording of this is... You have a thick stone column just to the side of you. Oh. Yeah, I use mass healing word. Total of ten. Okay. Hera, you're up. Can I wa- walk through Nyx's face even though she's a giant T-Rex? Yeah. I'm scuttling through. And I am going to go ahead and cast my Detect Magic. You sense and see an aura right next to Chet. Chet! Alright, that was my action, but I'm going for the action surge. So, it's right here directly behind Chet. It is directly in front of you right now. Behind Chet. I am going to go ahead and do what I do best and put that arrow in my longbow and say, Ozog is directly behind Chet! (laughs) Okay, so with disadvantage, it's a 27. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, is that all? That's all. Suddenly, he appears in the space as the arrow hits. Oh, okay. So, So, Chet, all of a sudden behind you, you look up and can see a 10-foot-tall muscle-bound devil with huge tusks and half-plate armor towering above you. Okay, that's 19 points of damage. I'm going to hunter spark him and go again. Ha-ha. Natural 20! Hey! 24 points of damage. You fire two bolts, the first one into what appears to be air, when suddenly it slams into the shoulder of Ozog. Of Ozog as he takes a step back, and as the second bolt fires, now that you can see him, it slams dead center just below his collarbone. And he takes another lumbering step back, staring at you in surprise. Uh, can I say something? Yep. Nyx, eat him! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, it is his turn. As he gets closer to you, Hera, and you see him pull a dagger (gasps) and go to stab at you. Oh no. Dagger? As he thrusts the dagger forward, it slams into your shoulder. You take eight points of piercing damage, and you feel a poison begin to course through your veins. I need to make a con saving throw. Yep. 18! Alright, 
so you take 13 points of poison damage and are not considered poison. And suddenly... Oh, come on! You do sense him pull away from you, Hera. Have a bow. If you, <laughs> if you basically wanted to beam him with your bow. He moved out of your reach as well, Nick, so both of you get an attack of opportunity. Does a 13 hit? <laughs> you swing the bow and hit nothing but air. Really Nick does a 15 hit. You chomp down right in front of Hera, Jeez. but nothing's Dang. in your teeth. No. Not, I didn't say eat me. I said eat. <laughs> <laughs> but that is his turn. Nyx, you're up. Okay, so the roof is all collapsed in, so the pillars aren't holding up the roof. You can just smash through through them. All right, I'm going to boom boom up here. So you step over Hera towards the back of the room and find your foot bump into something. Oh. So as you kind of bump over, you you feel something kind of connect with your foot. Chomp right about here. <laughs> you chomp and hit nothing but air. Can I force my way forward once and just try to stomp on him? Roll an athletics check. As a T-Rex. <laughs> You're pretty athletic, huh? Plus seven. Nat 20. What? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the two and then it like toppled back. Oh, over. <laughs> oh my god. Sounds about you, right. Your foot definitely ran into something, but it's not where you just stepped. <laughs> At least not stop, anymore. Stop, stop, stop. Just stop it. You just see like a, a T Rex <sighs> version of Nyx stomping around. <laughs> and then I will make an attempt at motioning with my little short T Rex arms. And like, <laughs> like a pointer, <laughs> like a pointer dog. I guess it's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and prepare an action. I'm gonna go ahead and cast Maximilian's Earth and Grass. You're focusing your arcane energy and being prepared that wherever he appears, you will cast Maximilian's Earth and Grass on the spot. Mm-hmm. Chet. Jerk. Chet. All right. Chet. So. Judging by all of the other attacks that have happened, and the giant T-Rex gesturing with its tiny arms, <laughs> yes. I'm, going to, I'm going to turn towards the back of the room and try and swing at that spot. I'm going to guess that a 10 is not hit. You swing and don't hit anything. I'm going to swing again. Do it. Go for it. This is a big trial indeed for the Justice group. As a 15 hit. You swing and hit nothing but air. Uh, I'm going to use my action surge and try yeah. and just swing at that area again. Go for it. Does a 21 hit. You swing and slice into yeah. his form. Shit! Right. So, when my blade connects with him, I will make it a goading attack. So, 20 damage. Okay. All of his attention is focused on you. Excellent. Yeah, I get one more attack, too. Before you do that, however, he has become visible. Yeah. Okay, he's got to make a strength saving throw. Natural 20. Oh! Uh, lame. Okay. So a a massive hand appears and attempts to crush him. Poor damage. So it reaches up and tries to crush his leg, but he easily breaks out of its grip. But Chet, you still have the rest of your turn. Chet! All right. <laughs> 24 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. <laughs> All 
Alright, and since I have hit, I will expend another one of my superiority die to do a trip attack. Strength saving throw. DC 16. He saves. Ah, 13 damage. So you slice into his leg. You see his knee wobble, but he stays standing. And he's still up, but he's starting to look really bad. Emerald, you're up. I'm going to go up to Hera, and I'm casting uh, Cure Wounds as a level 4 spell. Okay, so rushing back around the pillar, you see the rest of your party towards the back of the room. The Orthon kind of tucked away into the corner, rushing up to Hera, you, put your hands out. 35 points back. 35. Woof. That's my turn. Thank you. Cool. Hera. Okay, it's my turn. I can see this creature. Yep. All right. So that's a natural 20, 51 points of damage. <laughs> so you fire an arrow. It slams directly through the creature's throat. It is breathing and has difficulty taking in air. As it starts to stumble, its eyes go wide with fear, and it looks at you and just in, in your head, you've passed the challenge. Do you wish to make the deal clearly you're strong enough? Um, I'm going to say no, because I have one more attack. <laughs> a 28 to hit. That's 19 points of damage. He had 18. Yay! <laughs> How do you want to do this? I'll be like, Nyx, finish him. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. What would you like to combo do? Okay. Okay. So, what what are you picturing for Nyx? Picturing Nyx uh, in like one kind of swooping motion, very gla- gracefully, using her head to push Chet back five feet, and she <laughs> rolls on top of the dead body like a dog. <laughs> Hera, as your second arrow flies, slices into his hip, and he kind of starts to stumble to the ground. Nyx, standing over, nudges Ned <laughs> Chet out of the way and begins to drop. Nyx, as you begin to drop on him. You slam down just as his body glow begins to glow bright. Oh. And fortunately, Nyx is huge. Yeah. Uh, for, reference, for reference, a T-Rex oh, is somewhere between 11,000 and 20,000 pounds. Oh, my God. Just for reference. Because otherwise, I would be making all of you roll a deck save. Oh, my but God. But Nyx is just going to take all this damage in her T-Rex form. Oh, God. She smothers it. She lands on the ground. As he explodes. Oh. <laughs> Fatality. Thank you, Nix, you take nine points of fire damage as you slam down on him, and you just... (laughs) Wait, how many? Fifteen total damage of fire and thunder as this thing just bursts out. You guys see, like, smoke and just get a really strong sense of brimstone underneath Nyx as she slams (laughs) down. And you hear what the equivalent of a T-Rex kind of giggle would be as it kind of tickles her side. (laughs) Oh, man. You are out of initiative, though. Well, I would say the room goes quiet, but you still hear the sounds of battle off in the distance. That explosion, as much as Nyx stifled it, was very, very loud, though. Oh, no. Let's go check out the orb lever button. So it is an orb that is just softly glowing green. Jet called it. (laughs) The T-Rex will get up and kind of like do like a dog shake off (laughs) and kind of do the motion with the little hand pointing to you all and then point to the orb. And then, yeah. like, shuffle over and stand guard at the door. Okay. <laughs> so, so when Nyx does stand up, by the way, you just see a, like, char mark on her chest. 
And she stomps off to guard the door. <laughs> and there's a char mark on the ground. Can I smash? Can I be the one to smash? Yeah, just smash it. So I'm going to go ahead and hold out my hand and use the Ring of Ram. 17 on the die. <laughs> so that is a 32. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, pre- sounds pretty good. Check. Pretty good, pretty good. And as the the ram head forms and coalesces, it slams into the object, which explodes out in a thunderous echoing sound. You all stood back, right? Yes. Yes. We pointedly said, right, so you, step away. You don't go deaf oh, from great. how loud the sound is, Ooh. but it is very, very loud. Just have like a nice ringing in the ears. Yep. And I need everyone to make a perception check for me. T-Rex oh, looks Total of six. Total of six. High five. Five. Total of seven. <laughs> Nineteen. So, Chet, the room is open. You do see slits in the walls. Uh, part of the ceiling is off, but you happen to glance up towards the massive citadel off in the distance, and you can just see a figure rising up from it with fiery wings. Oh. That seems to be rapidly heading in your direction. Would that be the master? Guys, Uh, bad bad brew incoming. I I think that we should bail. We should make haste. Are you guys rushing out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nyx, are you still T-Rex? Oh, I'm going to smash through the door. What is your movement speed? Uh, 50 feet. And I can, can I, okay. I was gonna say I could try Nyx leads the way. Like, <laughs> I can ride on her. Yeah, Nyx, can I can I ride on you for a change? Mm-hmm. I will pause right. long enough to like either I could try well, to I'll clamber up. on. <laughs> I think you could carry the entire right. party. Yeah. Everyone else roll an, uh, an athletics as you're holding on to Nyx. Oh yeah. Oh, athletics. My athletics is amazing. Not an animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. At twenty, so twenty-six. Nice. Sixteen. Nice. All right, you guys have no problem hanging on, but Nyx is a little slow to start. She bashes through the doorway and like almost stumbles off the side of the tower since the actual stairway is not very large, Uh, but not caring, just jumps down. You're all able to look off in the direction as she starts to run towards the gate uh, to see this winged figure very rapidly getting closer. Oh, no. Um, As it does, comets begin to drop out from the sky from the area that she's near. You see explosions land as as this figure gets closer and closer. Oh, no. Tell me if this is possible. Can I use mold earth to kind of smooth out the ground? I'll say yeah. Okay, you're rushing forward. It's a little easier this time, though. Your your feet are able to get an easier grip. The ground's not as broken and stabbing into the bottoms of your feet as this figure. Now you can see more clearly a large, like almost humanoid in form, but massive fiery wings as you see a flaming sword and flaming spear in whatever this thing's hand. You're rushing towards the spot where the gate was currently closed. So as you're rushing forward, there's nothing there. And just as you're thinking this thing's going to catch up to you, the portal opens and appears. Okay. I would definitely screech to a halt. We will bail. (laughs) bail. As soon as they're down on the ground, morph, point to the arrow as a reminder. (laughs) I will pick up Nyx and and just sort of haul her as she's trying to point out the arrow. Same. I will try. And will try and just shepherd everyone in and- Holding his shield to make sure that everyone gets in first. And we will go through the side without the arrow. Without the arrow. Without, without the, the arrow. arrow. So you leap through just as this figure, now only about 200 feet off, you see forms a small mote of flame in her hand and lobs it towards you just as you step through How the close? gate. Push the button. 
it was 200 and be quickly became 50 in the span of yeah. six seconds. Are we through? Can we push? Can we, can we, can we... Uh, you have stepped through. Okay, push the, push the I heard you say push, yeah, the, push bu- the button. Push the button. You see Palm just immediately like put his big meaty uh, hippo hand down and press the button as it suddenly closes behind you. There's a brief moment you hear an explosion as the gate closes. <laughs> oh. Guys, that was a T-Rex. That was so cool. That was so cool. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Chet, <laughs> Chet thumbs his nose in the direction of where the portal was. Good thing we had all those caltrops. We could have taken her. Yeah, sure. I agree. We could have done it. Yeah. That was fun. So Nix is going to hold up her hand um, to Chet for like a fist bump. Like, yeah. He obliges. Yeah. <laughs> Not too hard though, right? Well, I see you were all successful in this. Yeah, we weren't sure, but we were really hoping that was going to close. Otherwise, it would have gotten really ugly here pretty quickly. Indeed. I suppose we should celebrate your achievement then. Yes. Come, I'm sure everyone upstairs will be be happy to see you are all all right. Oh, yeah. After what we just went through, you definitely owe me a monocle. Monocles for all. He's already proceeding up the stairs. I I thought you wanted a pet goat, (laughs) not a monocle. Can I have a goat with a monocle? Oh. I don't think it would stay on very well. I will invent it. (laughs) The town creates a massive feast in honor of all of you. You are each given 500 gold apiece for your efforts here. You can buy a lot of goats. And as ridiculous as it is, Lorilla Levity Ligenhall brings one of the goats that they have in town and gives it to you. Oh, and what do you name it? Daisy? Daisy, Daisy. Daisy the goat. He's the cutest goat, guys. And you are all celebrated as heroes. And the Justice crew completed another successful job. Yay! Yeah! And so the Justice crew continues on with their own adventures, traveling the kingdom of Solana and the overall world that is Ostia. Thank you all for listening. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Rules As Written, and feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com. You can find our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And on behalf of all of us from D&D Raw, thank you. So are, right. are you the Justice Crew? We are the Justice Crew, as oh named, God. I would assume, by Chet and then grudgingly agreed to by others. Bro, I had this great idea for a name. <laughs> you know how we like justice? <laughs> we are the Justice Crew. J-Crew for short. <laughs> oh, no! 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 <laughs> no scrap the whole thing! It works on so many levels! <laughs> I think we should definitely change it while Bethany's away to the bro, bro squad. squad. <laughs> Justice crew. After so what that. what did we settle on? Justice crew. Justice crew. Okay. Oh, I like Rumble Squad. Hey, I'm back. What happened? What? Nothing. Are they came up with like team? seven more names. Nope. Team name has been decided on. We the decided. Justice crew. But yeah, it's Rumble's, over, guys. It's they over. They were all gems. They were all gems. <laughs> you could use them for future groups. I'm looking at the chat now. Darn it, I walk away for like five minutes. Hi, I'm Adam. I will be playing Rickus, the half-elf stone sorcerer. He is a bit of a straightforward, kind of your classical knight sort of guy. He definitely wants to take his uh, problems head on and just beat it.
don't know. Is that, was that what you want? I don't just know. beat it. You just beat it. Beat it. <laughs> oh, no. Beat it. I was trying to avoid that. No, 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 that. Anyway. Beat, beat. Is that? Of course. Being in the diamond trade, he it's a shape of a, a diamond with basically a thumbs up emblazoned on one of the facets of it. Mm-hmm. That is what he carries into battle. What are you wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Sorry. That's as, going on bloopers. As soon as I said it, I was like, wait, no, that's not what. What, is, what armor is Chet wearing? What are you wearing? Chet, Chet. what are you wearing? What are you wearing? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Rachel. That was really inappropriate of me. I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whew. I'm good. Okay. You okay? So. Cried a little. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you wearing? <laughs> Well. So, oh, it wasn't that bad. No, I know. You're just are like, we... what are you wearing? But it was bad. I admit that. Are we going to have to review the Justice Crew sexual harassment yes. policy again? I like that all of us got quiet for an awkward moment. Like, did that what just come out of her mouth? Who's going to be the first one to make the joke? Because we're all yeah. thinking it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, question to the DM. Yes. Have you been thinking about Stargate SG-1 a lot lately? I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> We've actually been watching that, so I've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picking up on some influences. Um, that that's all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So question of the DM. This is basically literally a magic door that is just automatic doors. But they're just to another it's plane. Cu- it's a cubic gate. <laughs> <laughs> Just clarifying. It's It's a real thing. I know. (laughs) All right. Pull the pen, throw it. How? Okay. Question to Rachel. How good is Nick's at throwing? (laughs) I think that would be for me or Chet. Maybe Chet should hold on to that. Throw it. Right. You're the Justice Crew. Right. Yeah. The same. We're the Rumble Squad. No, we're the Justice Crew. We fought about this for so long. But on the weekends, we're the Rumble Squad. Rumble that... Squad. Rumble Squad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's our sports league. In her internal bottle, like Harris, like, maybe I should just go off by myself. I'll just sneak away. They'll never notice. We probably I... wouldn't. Well, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> we would fall apart without you. Uh, all right. I would have the grenade. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Nix would have the grenade in hand. Hera still immensely quiet. You guys kind of forgot she's there. You know she's there. I do this all the time. But you have no idea. We lose time. You just have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a cat. I just sort of wander off. You're like she'll come home. Your fury. <laughs> Heard of hippo people before, and they're referred to as GIF. G I F F. Are you okay, sure it's not Jif? Could be Jif. <laughs> no. We're not having yeah, that's what we've done. Stop. If it is Githyanki, they are Gif. That is how I'm referring to this. Um, Our go jerky? That's my personal go jerky I'm sharing. You all have your own go jerky. I ate all mine. Oh. Well, you had your own go jerky. <laughs> I ate all mine within like the first hour. We really need to talk about self-restraint and discipline in this group. I mean, it's a constant struggle, you guys. Delayed gratification. But also, let's go kill some fiends. Okay, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Fiends are pretty terrible. They don't like light, do they? 
No. No, not particularly. They're the worst. They're fiends. Particularly devils, these, I believe. Oh, these are devils. Is there a difference? Yes. Yes, devils are smarter. Oh. Do they also not like light? Wow. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. That wasn't good. No. That's a one and a two. (laughs) So, Chet, you, you sense the motion and just put your shield up and something slams against it. The bro force is strong with me. And you learned Hera was not lying to you about there being an enemy in front of you. Yes. <laughs> and then it swings back at Rickus. So I just picture like one of those little animatronic uh, toys that just like yeah. swings the hammer back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> whack, whack, yep. whack, whack. Ooh, can I just do it? I have something really cool. I guess. <laughs> Chet, what are you guys Chet doing? Is yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to come back over to the orb. Uh, Chet, you might want to move out of the way. Why are you talking like Chet? I don't know. Yeah, why are you talking like Chet? <laughs> Chet, you're talking like you were talking like Palm earlier too. By the way, Chet's a bad influence. You turned into Chet another Chet. Bad <laughs> by bad, you mean great? <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. 